Welcome, baseball fans. It is time once again for the Running the Bases podcast World Series preview edition. We have our World Series set, the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles versus the Houston Astros. Uh, we're going to preview the World Series going out of the box, do a postseason recap first to the third, and then give our World Series predictions as we come into home. Joined, as always, by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited I, about tomorrow? I am incredibly excited for tomorrow as well. We have uh, a very compelling matchup. It looked to be the matchup uh, all year long, so let's dive right in, right out of the box. How do you feel about Dodgers versus Astros for the World Series? I'm really glad it's Dodgers versus Astros as opposed to Dodgers <laughs> versus Yankees. <laughs> Sorry, New York. Yeah, Houston needs it. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like this. It, it, it seems as though, would it have been better for baseball, though, if it was Yankees-Dodgers? Oh, I don't know. It would have been better for, I mean, everybody's always said that you want those two markets in there all the time. But Houston is the thir fourth biggest market in the country, right. you know, I mean, area. And uh, so, I mean, the Yankees are going to be there soon. Right, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about them uh, in our postseason recap. But all right, so with the World Series, um, let's talk about matchups. Um, these teams are stacked. Uh, you have the man, the myth, the legend, Clayton Kershaw, finally in the World Series. Uh, you have Justin Verlander, who's pitching like 2011 Justin Verlander. Um, uh, you know, you have Altuve, who's the MVP, more than likely. Um, all the characters on the Dodgers lineup. Um, what is the most exciting matchup to you? It's Verlander and Kershaw. Verlander versus Kershaw, I would have to agree. Um, and really, I hope it, they do square up. It seems as though Kershaw is going to pitch game one. We may not see Verlander until game three. How, how many games is this series going to go? Oh, I think it's very likely to go seven. I think so, too. I mean, here also, if you're just going by the postseason to this point, huge home field advantages. I don't believe the Astros lost a game at home yet. No, but and I, you know, I'm saying seven, but both of these teams were as streaky as any hundred win teams ever. <laughs> right. Mean, you know, they both had tremendous losing streaks in the middle of what were record setting seasons. So, I mean, it, really anything could happen. I, I think. Um, I think it's a lot more even because I don't know if Seager is going to play. Right. Yeah. As of this moment, I haven't heard either if they're uh, if he's going to be available and on the roster. Um, that said, uh, so we both want to see Kershaw versus Verlander as the as on the marquee. But what pitcher to hitter matchups are you most excited about, or more maybe most intrigued by? Oh, I, I love watching Altuve and Correa hit all the time. You know, period. I don't care who they're facing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I there aren't any Dodgers that I particularly want to see. I don't want to see Puig, but I will. <laughs> uh, the uh, you know, I I would like to see Seager back. I'd like to see both teams at full force, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it does say that um, he may he being uh, Seager may may be the designated hitter when the series uh moves to houston uh and so that he might he might they're confident that he will start um what about bullpens i mean obviously the advantage goes to the dodgers and that are you 
uh, excited about since the bullpens are the stars of so many teams now that, you know, uh, uh, a Kenley Jensen versus an Altuve or. The depth of the bullpen is what it's all about now because the starters won't, I mean, with the exception of Verlander, when's the last time we've had a complete game, you know, in a. Uh, You'd have I mean, to go back to the 2005 White Sox, I think. Really? Because they had all those starters. It seemed like their bullpen didn't even work one game in the ALCS that year. I have to look that up. That was that was the most incredible thing about what I think is an underappreciated uh, baseball team. Um, they but the bullpens are used differently in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. I mean, we saw all that stuff with Miller last year, and uh, the Dodgers just have more depth. The Astros are going to have to outscore the Dodgers. They're going to have to score early and often. Right. Yeah. Then, Once if you get to the sixth and seventh, it's yeah, it's it's virtually over. Although. I mean, you know, they they put some good hits on on the on the Yankees bullpen finally yeah. towards the end. All right, so let's just talk about some general storylines uh, with the World Series and tell me which ones you're interested in or maybe not interested at all. Uh, Kershaw's legacy. Kershaw is the best pitcher of his time. You if he but if he has a if he just <laughs> takes a dump <laughs> in this World Series. I mean, what does that do to him? What does that do to perception of him or, you know, changes your opinion of him? Because he's really, that would sadly further the narrative that he's the Dan Marino of baseball. I He's, uh, and Elway was the Dan Marino until his last two years. Uh, the uh, I, I don't, Kershaw is a Hall of Fame, a first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher. Uh, I think Unfairly, before he was even a major leaguer, he was compared to Koufax, uh, the left-handed savior of the Dodgers, and the most dominant pitcher of his time. Uh, and Koufax had great uh, postseasons. Uh, without all of the, I mean, they were just World Series too. You know, without all the playoff right, games. Yeah. And uh, but, and, and so that comparison is going to hurt Kershaw. And I, I don't think he'll. He'll think one thing of it, you know. I mean, he he'd like to win the World Series, but I don't think he's worried about his legacy, you know, at all. Uh, no, I don't think so either. I just think he's that hardcore of a competitor. Oh, sure he is. Um, you know, but perceptions of him and this sort of thing, this just matters to people like us. Yeah, and to you, <laughs> apparently not at all. Well, no, I mean, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me rephrase it, perhaps. If Kershaw does not have a, a dominant World Series, or if he gets knocked out early, like in his first start, um, can the Dodgers still win it all against this Astros team? I and do overcome think that's that? one of the only things that would put the Dodgers into a psychological funk of sorts, a psychological disadvantage. You're right. Um, all right. So, what about Houston Strong? They've been loud. They've been active. Uh, you know, I, I think it's good for you know it's good to have uh, Houston there. We said this from the beginning. I, I uh, they have players that I like to watch, but for that city, they needed that just like they needed Watt, and they needed you know they've needed whatever attention they could get, and this will help. Yeah, I think it's great. We talked about this a little earlier uh, before the show that it's great. It, it's it's a wonderful thing for the collective American conscious, the collective American healing. Uh, that hurricane relief will be front and center in this championship series. You know, it, there'll be more eyeballs seeing the 
you know, T-Mobile and, and, and State Farm sponsored hurricane relief efforts will keep the uh, hurricane recovery front and center uh, in the public conscious and, and in a positive way. I, you know, but I would hope that that would have been the case even if Houston was not in the World Series. I would hope as well. I would hope it would be the case, you know, if this was happening in the middle of February, but we know yeah. How, yeah. how the society tends to work. It's a very out of sight, out of mind. So what a benefit to have, you know, the Houston strong storyline, you know, front and center for, you know, baseball's jewel event. That said, also with Houston, the 2017 Sports Illustrated prophecy. Are you excited about this actually coming true? And don't you want to go find that writer and ask him for some lottery numbers? No, uh, (laughs) not at all. I kind of do. I could use it right now. Well, uh, couldn't we all? But... uh, no, I think you can always find somebody that's made a prediction that's just right on. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't remember the last time exactly when it was, you know, cover of Sports Illustrated level, but you do have a good point there. Um, cover of Sports Illustrated, for the most part, has been a condemning thing throughout its history. Right. Aren't they relieved that, <laughs> right. that the Astros are, in fact, in it at the very end, uh, win or lose? Um do you think how long do you think the games will last on average? Ooh, on average, uh, oh gosh, uh, four hours and <laughs> uh, over four hours. I, I mean, I, I think right about four and a half hours. Um, I yeah, mean, it's more than probable. I mean, you're, you've got one of the teams that plays the longest games in the Dodgers anyway. You know, uh, the uh, there will be so many bullpen changes i you know i I think the games are going to be uh, extraordinarily long i don't like the fact that both teams that all the games are starting at eight uh i want right i'd love a day game world series um yeah but well you know ratings in the competition from other sports they don't want to have a day game on a saturday and interfere with college football and same could be said for Sunday, and then yeah, ratings. You know. Oh, I understand. It's all about ratings and advertising dollars and all of that. I'm just right. you know longing for some sort of Norman Rockwell past <laughs> to, to enter into things. I you know, I realize that kids aren't going and looking through knot holes anymore, but I wish <laughs> they still did. You and know? <laughs> the transistor radio. You know, yeah, yeah, that's true. I remember sneaking a. Uh, an earplug uh, with a, <laughs> attached to a transistor radio through my shirt uh, at school uh, and listen to the World Series. Uh, I can remember running home just in time to see uh, Willie McCovey smash a ball into Bobby Richardson's glove uh, right as the television was turning on. Well, back in back then, you're, you're waiting for the television to kind of warm up, you know? Right. <laughs> it, yeah. It, as it's old, old as, tube type thing, as it's outputting untold amounts of radiation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, I remember when. And then, granted, this is because the Braves were in it, and I'm here. We are here in Atlanta, but uh, they would like they would they would consider uh, skipping school to watch Braves in the World Series as a valid absence. Oh yeah, you know. Well, so. but I mean, when I was watching the. Uh, uh, what, what series was that? The '62 World Series, or Richard, or McCovey ends? Yeah, it was '62. Uh, right. The uh, I was. What was that? Where I was in North Carolina. You know, you're not going to get uh, 
they're not going right. to let you out to go see a San Francisco and uh, <laughs> New York teams. No sympathy for the national baseball conscience no. in North Carolina in the 60s. That's unfortunate. But I will say, when I went to a Catholic school, that was about the only thing the nuns were seemed somewhat human about. They would uh, let us listen to <laughs> the game. Uh, otherwise, they singed the ground whereon they walk. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Um, I met some nuns in St. Louis who are huge Cardinals fans. I hope they don't come looking for us. No, well, <laughs> a fix a curse Look, upon our very Ash, heads. I, I, I have known a couple of really nice nuns. <laughs> they weren't right. teachers. There you go. Um, all right. So yes, I agree though. I mean, you know, at least here's a, here's a, maybe a, a, a real insider hot take, but the Astros playing in the central time zone their home game starts at eight will be actually in line with, you know, their normal start times throughout the season because eight which, o'clock Eastern will be seven o'clock Central time. So, which I think is a big advantage. I mean, it is yeah. the whole thing where, you know, nobody from Seattle ever wins uh, on the road, you know? And, right. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Well, well, you know, uh, re- remains to be seen. I mean, you know, we, we got to remember this is 2017. These guys have every. Sa- There's probably mm. sleeping chambers no, in know. the clubhouses that replicate the proper time period of sleep. So, what do you think of the fact that uh, the Astros had that simulator thing show Verlander? You know, the right. changing uh, spin on his uh, slider. <laughs> uh, you know, and that has made such a difference. You know, well, don't you know everyone's going to be buying that up now? No, I know. And the Tigers fans have got to. <laughs> look at dearly departed Illich and said, you had the means. How did we not have one of these in our bullpen when he was going through his down years? There were paying people like, right. uh, Like Miggy. Yeah. Couldn't afford it. Yeah. Couldn't afford it because they had to funnel it into Miggy's contract and (laughs) really V Mart as well. Yeah. Verlander, of course. All right. Well, we'll get to uh, actual predictions for this year's world series. Um, Any other, you know, preview excitement about it. I mean, you know, of all the potential matchups as the postseason started, I would say this, you know, Astros Dodgers was top two or three as far as most compelling nationally. No, I don't. Well, yeah, perhaps Uh, I I can't or or nationally uh, on a national level. I I do think the Yankees would have still been more uh, compelling, right? Uh, than Houston. Um, As, not, yeah, I mean, you had Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, I'm sorry, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, Red Sox, Cubs. You know, I mean, Astros are not one of the flagship franchises, but you take into account it's what the fourth, fourth or fifth largest market, and it's fourth, I think, largest market. But I mean, uh, and I think they really are a flagship franchise now. now I mean, in today's uh, the way they have gone into analytics and uh, their their scouting department, they have um, they have become you know, the darling of that group of people. Right, and a lot of favorite veterans playing and f- favorite ex Braves. I mean, Evan Gaddis and uh, uh, McCann McCann with the huge defensive play in Game Seven. Yeah, granted, it was more credit goes to Bregman, but you know that was really a that was a heck of a stop. Uh, they did a good job of going out and getting the veterans that they needed to kind of round out the team. Correct. That is, the, yes. And talking about uh, ex-Braves doing well on uh, the team, Charlie Morton is... Right? The, uh, I forgot, yeah. 
Who knew? Well, oh, I know. Well, Brian McCann apparently knew. He said years ago when he when Morton was a brave that you watch someday and this guy will put it all together and he will be unhittable. Again, prophecies. Yeah, prophecies in the Astros going hand in hand this this year. All right. So going first to third, let's just recap the postseason in general. So much uh, that took place that was surprising. Uh, what was the most surprising thing from the postseason? Yeah, that the Indians went out so easily. Right, exactly. What do you even attribute to that? I mean, I guess we just have to give the Yankees their due. Yeah, <laughs> as, I yeah. As I much mean, as it pains me to say this, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I certainly wasn't pulling for the Yankees. You know, uh, the uh, <laughs> but yeah, they. Um, I, I know when they beat Houston, the. Third ten, or the you know, the third game in New York, I realized that how long it had been since I had really hated the Yankees, uh, you know, or right. not wanted to see them win. Uh, they were somewhat interesting to me. I hadn't seen all of them as close. I mean, I you know, you we saw uh, Judge every time you turned on a highlight show this year. I mean, and he was sure. the story, but I had not seen you know Bird and Sanchez and all these people uh, as with the kind of eye that you get out of the playoffs when you see them several games in a row where you you know see them uh, watch all of seven games that they're in, you get to know a team a lot better. Uh, their pitching played over the top. Uh, I thought that was going to be what got them out, you know, uh, or was going to knock them out early. I didn't think they had the starting pitching to stand up, but they did. They all, I mean, Severino, with the exception of that start of the wild card game, you know, he looked every bit the the young and the young up and coming, if not already here. Right. You know, right. number one. But then, yeah, Tanaka then and the old CC, guys. Yeah, yeah, digging deep into the fountain of youth to find right. the performances that they delivered. Um, how so? I mean, how great is this Yankees team? Are we looking at you know the the start of the new dynasty? The um, they still will have to strengthen their starting pitching. Yes, uh, I, I mean, they're not going to have a dynasty built around CC and Tanaka. Oh no, and Severino yeah. is a good place to start. I mean, and, yeah. uh, perhaps they they lost favor in Gray real quick, uh, but <laughs> though I mean, he he showed well, uh, yeah, but I mean, there. he is certainly going to be a serviceable starter for them. But they, you know, they're going to need to go out. They've got a couple of holes uh, from being a great team, but they certainly have a nice foundation. Yes. Well, and they certainly have the resources yes, to plug any all of those holes. But let me ask you about that. This, to me, is the first time that a Yankees team that was successful uh, can be considered to come out of nowhere, quote unquote, and that they were a surprising team and that they were just as likable as they were. I mean, whoever thought you'd see a Yankee team that was like likable and, and loose and playing loose and free? You know, if they start going the mode of the of the, you know, the 2000 decade Yankees and just trying to buy up all of the free agents and becoming a super fantasy team again, doesn't that take away something? Isn't that you're kind of tempting a, a an A-Rod level sabotaging the good thing that you have going? Perhaps, but I do think too much is given to team chemistry and the likability of a team. Uh, has nothing to do with the chemistry that they have anyway. I mean, if uh, we have a pretty good idea now that A Rod and Jeter didn't like each other, or you know, but 
the uh, I don't th- that didn't stop them from dominating during the nineties. Well, I mean, it, once A Rod shows up, you get one championship. Right. Okay. But just uh, ahead of them, you've got what? You got the four that they won, and then they were, you know, in the in another World Series on top of that. So, no, well, maybe that's true. But uh, I don't think I A Rod still played. I don't think that you know they're like their their affinity for each other had anything to do with their output. Right. Well, I mean, I, like, I shouldn't even say that. I mean, uh, A Rod moved to third, you know, so uh, certainly it had <laughs> you know a big effect. But the uh, I don't think that the if you gave Judge and Bird and uh, all of them the option of whether they would want Machado on their team or not, uh, they would say, "Oh, he might break up the chemistry. We may not be as lovable." <laughs> yeah, they probably aren't going to say that. Um, what Harper, about Harper? Yeah, it's, you well, know. there you go. I mean, look, Bryce Harper, and we're, 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 we have a lot to talk about with the Nationals, really. But, you know, is Harper all but a Yankee at this point? Uh, no, I, I, I'm i not certain the Yankees will want uh, to have that kind of investment into Harper. They may be wanting to put their money elsewhere. Right. Well, considering Judge. Yeah. Um, that said, I mean, you know, looking at the Yankees, they have a lot of free agents already in this coming off season at CC, most notably, I think Todd Frazier as well, who was kind of the David Ross or Johnny Gomes of, of this year's team. And he, he's the one that had the thumbs down thing. I started that, I I believe. Right. He is, he is the thumbs down. Um, is it in their best interest to bring him back or leave that spot available for Manny Machado in 2018? Well, um, they can bring him back and still, you know, he'll be there, you know, until Machado is there. Uh, I, I think. Or I, not Arenado or. Yeah. Or yeah. Who, whoever. I actually, I think Machado is actually going to sign back with the Orioles. But. Right. And I agree with this for, for the time being, I'm, I'm on board with that. But I mean, again, it's just, I'm looking at, you know, you had the, the 2001 kind of end of the Yankees dynasty there. And then they start bringing in the likes of a Giambi oh, and right. A-Rod shortly after that. I mean, it seems like, you know, they, they're they dangerously close to being able to try that method again. And Yankees know, have so. always done that. You know, they brought in Wade Boggs, you know, and what, what, what kind of, uh, and Clemens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm just saying it's, it was a surprise to me how, how much I enjoyed actually watching this Yankees team and how they got this kind of national love that I, a Yankees team doesn't ever get, you know? So, um, and as soon as they stick a high price free agent in there, it goes right back to business as usual. Um, one final thing, uh, judging the judge, uh, 11 billion strikeouts in this postseason. How big of a problem is this? Uh, it's well we we've, we've talked about this many times. Uh walk strikeout home run it's not good for baseball. No, but man, the, the what was it? McCullers in that game 7, nothing but breaking balls. Oh, right. They just could not help themselves. The almost uh, embarrassingly so. Yeah, but they square up one every once in a while and it makes up for it. And then San- goes 500 feet. Well, Sanchez needs to become a DH. Yes. I think that's his defensive lapses. He's just not a very good catcher, as you've mm-hmm. said several times. Um, all right. So other stories from the postseason as we recap. Um, before we get to the Nationals, let me ask you about the Chicago Cubs of Chicago. Um, is the hangover just it was it was too much to overcome? I mean, they're obviously set 
more than well off for the future. I mean, what, and, and, were you surprised by how the Cubbies went out? No, I just didn't feel it all year for them. I, I felt right. that they would, uh, I never doubted they would get back into the playoffs, but I just didn't, you know, uh, I just didn't feel it. Repeating is hard, and for a team that only wins once a century, it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I think Madden is, I, I think their biggest move this offseason I bet they're going to go out and get Jim Hickey, the Rays' former pitching coach, who was Madden's pitching coach forever. And uh, I think that will have a sizable difference on their team. Do they bring back Arietta, who showed well yeah. once it got to the postseason? Yeah. Um, I, that depends on what their options are. I mean, right. uh, they're another team with all the resources in the world. Yep, this is <laughs> no one's no one's shedding too many tears for the Chicago Cubs, and frankly, you can just watch those DVDs from last year. Uh, There's yeah. probably you know twenty five different versions from twenty five different outlets. So. That's the truth. Um, even a Pearl Jam documentary that's very little <laughs> about Pearl Jam and more about <laughs> Eddie Vedder and the Cubs. Um, Did Bono have one? Uh, Bono, Bono, possibly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he yeah. seems to have one yeah about about every (laughs) social interest story right um so let's talk about some of the also rans uh who were here today and gone later today uh twins rockies and the snakes did you think of the snakes as the complete no-show they were uh and wasn't that surprising i mean they got the matchup they wanted and just didn't show up dodgers just they were able to flip the switch. Dodgers were playing uh, as well then as, and I'm not. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and condemn Grinky. Uh, he has not done very well in postseason or big games in the past. Right, and his and and this is taking it very seriously. He does have an anxiety, right, right. and a depression issue that's very serious, and it comes into play. I mean, it's just it's something I, I you have to I be mean, aware of. And that may be an unfair assessment from both of us to say that. Sure. Uh, I mean, just like you're not going to condemn Kershaw for not having, be, you know, been the best postseason pitcher. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, for Grinky as well, it's just the case you're facing the best bats you've seen all yeah, year. It's not exactly true. pitching to the Padres uh, 19 times or whatever it is, however many times he may have faced them. Um, uh, between the Twins, the Rockies and the Snakes as well, uh, who is back in the uh, in contention back in the conversation next year? Um, it's going to be harder for the Rockies to return, uh, only because what they did was, I mean, or they had less wins than, uh, the other two teams there, but they, uh, their pitching is always going to be a question. Now, uh, I, I think they, they addressed that with their, with Black as much as anything. And he certainly did a commendable job, but, uh, I just don't see consistency coming in that ballpark. Right. Right. And I think you you said it perfectly. I mean, Black is the difference maker because they've got a lot of talented young arms. Uh, you know, Gray, most notably. I mean, they could be. They, oh, yeah, they, I, I said that at the beginning of the year. I mean, I don't, I'm not patting myself you, on the back. I said more things wrong than I did right. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, Such as it goes. I mean, hey, you know, that's baseball <laughs> for you. 70% of the time, you're going to fail. But I, I thought that they had a young staff that could be molded into something and they were. And to which I, I fully expect them to be in the conversation throughout 
the season next year. I don't think they will evaporate a la the 2007 Rockies. Oh, I, I do too. I going think they're, they're a better team. Uh, I mean, and they do have one of the best players in the game. Uh, they almost For always now. have. Yeah, they almost always have, though. They, you know, they've had Helton and all these people in the past. Correct. Um, and then the Twins. Finally for the Twins. Twins, uh, I mean, do I they, know they just uh, extended Molitor's uh contract and rightfully so he did a wonderful job i mean they they finally all of these uh young prospects that they had that finally showed up uh right and uh but they're still they've still got a ways to go and it's tougher for them you know they they don't have the resources that the cubs and the yankees and all these other teams do sure but and yet still a wide open uh, central division in the American oh, League. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Considering what may happen to the Royals in this offseason. I think the Indians so. have a pretty good chance of coming back, though, next year. They certainly do. They most certainly do. Uh, but that leaves, you know, still that wild card spot <laughs> right, open right. for them, a la the Pirates right. in recent memory. Um, all right. So, and now I saved the, the worst for last the total dysfunction of the Nationals and also the Red Sox. Um, your nationals were your pick. How, what do you make of all this? Firing Dusty Baker. Oh, uh, I don't know that their collapse was Dusty's fault, but I've never, uh, and I know Dusty is loved throughout the baseball world, but I've always thought that he did not use his staff correctly, uh, back in right. wherever he's been. Um, the, uh, I mean, and, and I grew up with Dusty Baker. I mean, I, I remember my one of my <laughs> you were best friends, right? Well, no, but one of my images of Hank Aaron's seven, you know, one five was uh, Dusty Baker on deck, you know, raising his hands. And uh, so, I mean, um, but I, I think, uh, but I, yeah, I don't think it was his fault. Um, I think it just happened. The uh, they have. Uh, players i mean harper certainly had a bad uh, but we didn't know if he was healthy anyway uh his coming back i um yeah. best thing you can say is how well strasburg pitched oh i know and i i thought if strasburg pitched well boom no problem you know that scherzer was i thought scherzer was in better shape than he was uh yeah but, but when the bats go quiet they go right. quiet that's really hard Pitching wins in October, but not if you can't score anything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but just justify the firing. Oh. You know, this, I mean, are, is this a move precipitated more to try and keep, like, their, you know, Harper from leaving in free agency? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think firing Dusty is trying to keep somebody around. Uh, I, uh, I think somebody... I think firing Dusty's probably a good move, you know? I mean, and... Uh, Even though you said famously that he was probably the right guy for the Nationals. Yeah, when at, they the beginning, had at the beginning of this year because they uh, the there was no respect in Matt Williams. And, uh, well, this is 20, start of 2016. Yeah, right. Going back to, but yeah. Uh, I mean, and Dusty was a... With all of these young superstars, Dusty still had a certain amount of gravitas to him. And uh, but now they need somebody. They need a change. They do. They need somebody who 
knows how to manage some pitchers. Yeah. Because let's face it, Matt Williams, kind of the same problem. Just and I mean, hadn't had lost the clubhouse completely, but they really do. I mean, with that, with the resources that Nationals ownership is willing to put into this team and has shown that for the last five years, um, you've got Scherzer and Strasburg, and the bullpen additions that they got to have you know, just gone out like this against a Cubs team that was incredibly beatable. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, no, I thought they were going to win, you know, going into, I it. know you saw they were your NL pick. Um, that said, go a little bit further North and you have the Red Sox who seem to own the corner on successful dysfunction at this point. Yeah, they do. Uh, the, they, they sincerely miss Big Papia all year in so many different ways. That's so hard for me. You know, I, I really didn't think that would be the case. But. Even though they were on favor more successful in the postseason, they right. actually won a game. Yeah. So. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that they didn't. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, I didn't feel good about the Red Sox all year. I thought their talent was unbelievable, uh, but they seem to be have played beneath their ability all year i mean particularly with price going down i thought uh price could have been the wild card chip that could get the red sox in uh he could have been the kind of miller reliever that uh the red sox needed but didn't work out that way and but in the game that he pitched out of the bullpen a game three yeah. he was exceptional right, right so they were playing it right and really chris sale out of the bullpen in that game four but it was it was death by a thousand paper cuts considering they couldn't hit their way out of a out no, of a paper bag. No, they couldn't. And Sale and Price both came out of the bullpen, but they went extended. They were they went long innings. You weren't going to see Price throw three games in that series. Right, right. That's an excellent point. So they go on ahead and 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 fire their manager John Farrell to no one's surprise. Uh, they did hire Cora, which applause. Right, yeah, right, I and mean, you and I have been saying he should be hired for years. Right, uh, I would have loved to have seen him as a brave, to be completely right. honest. Um, so they make a good move there, but I mean, will that franchise find stability with any manager? With if Joe Madden was there, considering their ownership, uh, I, we know Boston is a tough place to play. Uh, always has been. They just like New York. There are certain people that can play there, and there are certain people that can't. Uh, it's also a tough place to manage, uh, and there are certain managers that just don't work there. Farrell, I think, is a smart, intelligent baseball man, uh, but he never seemed to really warm to Red Sox Nation. Uh, you know, I, I thought he was uh, destined to be fired uh, halfway through the season. And so, but, and, and not necessarily his own fault. It might be the whole Eric Shaw in New York thing. Right. <laughs> Good reference there. So moving forward, the Red Sox, you know, they're in danger of never having a farm system ever again. Uh, what was, what is their most glaring need? I mean, really, they don't have to go and add a piece anywhere. I mean, it would seem they have so much young talent. Still developing. Yeah, I, I can't. Another year of being in 10 day. And, I, I can't see a neat, well, a, maybe a DH. You right. Know? I mean, you know, I I just don't see a, a tremendous need on that team. Right. Just consistency. Yeah. So. Everybody needs bullpen help. Right. And they need Price to be a great starter. I mean, yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, they need Price to come back. 
that that is the thing and and you know porcello to have a a, a better year a more cy young ish year all right just a competent year an awful year yeah that's true and they they were successful in spite of it and the yankees are now truly the empire is back yeah, so they're going to be giving them that push uh, the arms race is back on that's true although they're both an empire at this point yeah, they are <laughs> this is a cold war of sorts um tough to be the orioles uh, right <laughs> or the rays or the blue jays yeah, yeah. their windows are effectively closed at this point so all right well coming into home uh or before that any other thoughts on the postseason that was 2017 leading up to the world series which was the best series to you i think it's probably kind of obvious <laughs> uh what houston new york yeah exactly yeah. yeah i mean really after they didn't start out well uh playoffs no. uh started off being ugly games right mm-hmm. and really it, the the houston new york it, the games involving the yankees were the most compelling yeah you know the series involving the yankees were the Who most knew? compelling yeah <laughs> Uh, like maybe we just didn't want to know. Yeah, it could be. Um, it is. I mean, we've talked about this. It's important that the Yankees are there, but for no, those yeah. of us who are not, do not uh, play into the empire. We don't want to see them win. I forgot how much I hated seeing the Yankees well, well, win yeah, well, <laughs> until this year. Well, that, I, I was. I told you. I said the same thing the other night. I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, and uh, that makes you know, it's good to have a villain. It really is. You know, I'm really I'm is. pulling for Houston for all the, the same reasons that Houston's strong and all the and the players that I like and everything. But I'm not really nuts about Houston. Uh, but right, they I, were public enemy number one in Atlanta for uh, several yeah, years. Oh yeah, right. Uh, but the uh, I do want to see uh, the Yankees lose. <laughs> no apologies about that one. No. And really, Yankees fans will thank you for saying that. They, right. they love it just as much as oh, sure. being around sure. people who love the Yankees. So, All right. So now, coming into home, our World Series predictions. Uh, game one is tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this, of course, on a Monday here in the beautiful, beautiful day in it Atlanta. We need to mention that, that this Monday started out rainy, but actually it's gorgeous. Um, the World Series predictions. All right. Let's just start with the big one. Who is going to win? Dodgers. All right. The Dodgers. I have... The Astros. Okay. All right. How many games? Six. All right. No, I, I, six to seven. I. It's the Astros have to score heavy early. I don't know if they're going to be able to do this against uh, the Dodger pitching. Right. But really, it's the Yankees were a heck of a test for them, a heck of a warm up, considering how dominant their starting pitching was, and they still won that series. And right. and you know, I mean, if you look at from Kershaw to Darvish to Hill, I mean, it doesn't strike as 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 formidable as what Severino to Tanaka to Sabathia was. Oh, I, I think on paper the the Dodger three versus the Yankee three is you'd feel a lot more comfortable with that. Uh, right. On I, paper. I I do think Severino is uh, as you said a number one of the future. I mean, he's. Uh, but uh, I don't think any team was like, oh, my goodness, Tanaka is going to pitch him. Now, he had some two great starts, you know. But Well, that's more to my point, is that considering the pitching that the, Yank- that the Astros saw, um, on paper, it's the Dodgers all day. Right. But I-, I think considering, you know, the actual pitching that 
the Astros ended up facing is a tremendous advantage. For I think Dodgers are going to win because it's difficult for me seeing Kershaw not pitch well. I, I think, you know, just percentage-wise, it's time for him to pitch really well in the postseason. Uh, he's destined to pitch really well most games. And if you take his playoff percentage, I don't think it's any playing in the playoff game for him. He's not choking in those games. He's been left in too long because he's Kershaw uh, <laughs> in, in a couple of games. But uh, you know, th- you know, several of the games that he has not pitched well, he's pitched extremely well until that one inning. Right, yeah, and, you're and right. The uh, And I just think it's percentage-wise, it's time for him to get over that hump. Yeah. I and- mean, I don't think he's going to be doing anything different, you know, or he's not a better pitcher now than he was or you know i don't think it's percentage i think or i mean it's uh any psychological thing i think it's just percentages okay i mean that's fair and you know what there's the added psychological benefit he's gotten over the hump the monkey's right. off the back he's now you know he's been the man since what 2009 2010 yeah. wins his first cy young in 2011 so this is a long time coming with all the build up and the hype now he's there he can just go and do his thing which is Hall of Fame. It's a Hall of Fame thing at that. Right. Um, All right. So you've got Dodgers in six. You've got Dodgers in six or seven. I have the Astros in six or seven. Um, Somebody's going to have to lose a home game in this somewhere Um, or not. In in your scenario of a seven game uh, World Series, does the home team ever drop one? I don't know. Uh, I think the seventh game is uh, I, I don't see a home team losing till the seventh game. Okay. All right. That's 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 the question I was searching for, um, and I'll go along with you. But I do believe a home team will lose somewhere in this. And I think it'll be Game Seven with the Astros uh, on top. Um, who's the MVP? Give me give me both scenarios. Dodgers win. Who's your MVP? All right, uh, I'll say Kershaw. I'll say Jensen. Okay, I don't think no. No, no hitter though. We both went pitcher. All right, on that no, one. I'm saying from the Dodgers. Yes, from the Dodgers. Right. If uh, I if the Dodgers win, I'm going to pick. Jensen. What's his name? The Bellinger could be, you know, that's what everybody wants to see. Uh, right. The, uh, but with the uh, Astros, who do you take? Altuve. That would seem to be, be hard not to, but I think somebody always, uh, as a hitter, there's always somebody who comes up that you don't expect. Uh, a, and, uh, a Zobrist type. Yeah, right, right. But I'll go with Correa. Okay. Springer. It could be. He's looked Spring really it. bad so far. He has, so he could bounce back and his defenses yeah, right. look great. Um, all right, who is a potential GOAT? I mean... It- Dodgers lose could be Puig easily, <laughs> you know, uh, because he's been really hot. You know, he's uh, he's been... And he brings so much attention to himself that he, you know, he goes into several overs and he's everybody's GOAT. Yeah, if he hot dogs it, you know, trying to stretch a double into a triple and 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 is thrown out at a key moment, bat, absolutely. Bat flips a fly ball. <laughs> I do hope for that though. Yeah. I, as much as Puig annoys me when he when he acts like that, I, I'm kind of like, don't change a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Keep being the 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 dumbass that you are. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to the moment when it comes back around. So, um. All right, we talked about average game length. It, it'll it, it, what would think is the the minimum game will go what three and a half hours? 
Is there any chance we see a game less than three and a half hours in this World Series? No, there's a chance. There's a chance. Minimal, right? Yeah, like I mean, 5%? A couple of pitchers just come out and just start mowing people down. If we know? get a Verlander-Kershaw game seven, maybe. But yeah. I don't know. It's Then it's game seven. Those always take longer. Um, the better home crowd. Houston. Houston strong over the the Dodger Dodger Nation and uh, Dodgers have never had uh, since they left Brooklyn they have not had a reputation of you know they they were always <laughs> you know showed up late leave early even for playoff games even for Kurt Gibson's you yeah, know walk right. off over there was right. the famous you know uh, of the of the ball leaving the yard and all the tail lights because right. I went oh no <laughs> something good's happening so. Yeah, no. Plus that noise in L.A. is manufactured so much. So, L.A. is who they are. Yeah, and the Astros play indoors as well. Right. And as passionate as they are, you add that into it, added advantage. All right, who is the America's team in this in this setup? Who is more of general the general American populace pulling for in this World Series? Oh, I think without a doubt, without a doubt, Houston. Yeah, and. It has a lot to do with the uh, the tribalism that has embraced our country. Uh, there are a lot of people in this country that aren't going to pull for anything that's left coast. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're getting into well, yeah, a very but, deep. I mean, but, that, but you're saying who's you're America's right. team? Yeah. That has a lot to do with it right now. That is true. That is true. L.A. is you know uh, an island of 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 the liberal right. sect, if you will. Um, but to try and as best as we can keep it within baseball terms, I agree it's Houston because of Houston strong and the hurricane relief efforts. It's the, it's the heartwarming tale. Although the Dodgers have a whole lot of fans all over the place. Oh, they do. They do. Cause yeah. there are a lot of people that live in, uh, Los Angeles. Right. And you know, <laughs> that- a lot of, a lot of still people from Brooklyn or grew up with family from, you know, Brooklyn, New York that chose the Dodgers as the Brooklyn Dodgers. So. I don't think there is many of those left anymore. <laughs> I don't think there are right. a lot of people like, where's Carl Forillo in the rifle arm? <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> Jackie Robinson. All right. Well, there you have it. Oh, well, okay. All right. The Dodgers have always had uh, a connection with the African-American community. That, That's right. Uh, and they have always had a connection with uh, the Latino community from you know, Fernando and everything. That's else. right. So, and in that sense, that's you know, I forgot about that. But yeah, just like I forgot about how much I hated to see the Yankees win. <laughs> I had forgot about this kind of connection that the Dodgers had. Right, mm-hmm. the potential America's team of the Dodger blue. Yeah. So, and oh, can't can't let this slide. Vin Scully. I mean, think about how many people started watching the Dodgers when, you know, things like MLB TV and extra innings and all the cable packages became available. Think of how many people became Dodger fans just because of Vin oh, Scully. Oh, sure. Is, now, do they run him out there, by the way, try to coax him? I don't to come? think I don't think he, he would do it. What about just to, like, announce the lineups? Oh, maybe something like that. That would be a nice thing to do. And I think it's very possible. That would be so great. Uh Say one thing. We talked about managers, and I know I'm backtracking here, but uh, I think the Tigers signing of Gardenhire was just such a safe, blasé move, not what they needed. Yeah. But I think the Mets signing of Callaway is a tremendous sign. Really? Yes. I think uh, he 
is the Indians pitching coach, knows how to work and develop uh, strong young pitching. He had a lot of toys to work with there. He'll have a lot of toys, if healthy at all, uh, to work with the Mets. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that could potentially be a tremendous sign. And I don't think all, the Mets' problems were all Collins, you know, but the, no. I still think Callaway was a tremendous sign. Right, and consider the fact that the Indians in 2016 had so many pitching injuries right. and how well he navigated that staff. Right. That's a great point. I, I heard some brushback online about the fact that the Mets went with him and not, uh, who was the other guy? They were considering Long? I don't remember. No, I'd have to look it up. But anyway, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. The Tigers, who knows? It's such a weird organization all of a sudden. And granted, the ham, the hamstrung, you know, the, the, the albatross contracts aside, you know, I think Illich passing away and trying to figure it, they, they they have to go through a long winter of reestablishing their identity. Garden so. Hire is a safe placeholder. Right. Although Gene Lamont, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't have put him in the position unless they don't feel he's qualified. He's such a fan favorite. Yeah. So and he's right there. Or Viskel. Why not why not let Viskel do it? So get better defense. All right. Well, there you have it. The Running the Bases World Series preview. So game one tomorrow night. It's the it's kind of I mean, we have to remember this is bittersweet. This is the last oh, yeah. of it. In a week, in a week plus, we hope. I mean, it could be over come Saturday right. for all we know, but in a week plus there will be no more baseball, sadly. Yeah, we'll have the hot season, hot stove. That's right. That's right. We we do well now in this day and age and the Arizona Fall League and whatever the heck else and Caribbean World Series. Well, we get a little fix more than we used to. So, all right. Well, a thank you as always to everyone who is listening to the podcast uh, on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can find all things Running the Bases at our website, runningthebases.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, leave us your questions, your comments, your concerns, things that you like when we talk about them and things you wish we would talk about more. So we're open to suggestions. That is the great thing about running the bases for you, the listener. So for Coach Bounds, uh, I am Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Bases podcast coming into home and we're safe. Uh, a happy birthday to my dad. Uh, he is no longer with us on this earth, but uh, he would be 76 today, I believe. Um, and uh, I wouldn't love baseball as much if it wasn't for him. So enjoy the World Series wherever you are out there in the stratosphere. So, Coach, you have yourself a good night. We'll see you for game one, my friend. Good night. It's time for Dodger baseball. <laughs>